Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five element energetic nature, finding the path of greatest ease, or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life, join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical transformational journey. Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jane. I have Lita Herman here with me in the studio as always. And this is pod 73. Welcome back, Inspired Actioneers. Today, we interrupt our regularly scheduled podcast and bring you today's emergency podcast on how to take care of yourself during this coronavirus That's scare. right. It's a different kind of podcast for us. As many of you know, if you're a longtime listener, Lita is an amazing Chinese medicine practitioner, and together we have a kick practice in Massachusetts. <laughs> you mean so, a kick butt practice? Kick, butt. <laughs> kick donkey. Kick so donkey. We, we thought we've been having a lot of conversations about um, all the news about the novel coronavirus and the colds and the flus out there and how everyone is just out in the world um, kind of in a fear and a panic. And we just thought it'd be okay if we talked a little bit about the current state of affairs. This at, this is what this podcast is about, our yes. conversations. Yes. So I wanted to bring in Lita and get her take on this. And she's always teaching people. So I was hoping that she would teach us some tips, points, strategies, kind of educate everyone a little bit about from her perspective. So that's what we're going to do today. Yes, and we call this podcast Spread Love Not Fear because this is what this podcast is really about. How do we feel safe and secure and loving and not go into that fearful place that is happening right now? For those of you who are listening, current time, we're in a a very unknown time. We don't know where things are going and it can be scary. Yeah, and I think that as we get through this podcast and we talk about some other ways to boost your immune system, stress and fear can actually deteriorate the immune system. And being in that positive state of mind, that's always a great way to be. So we're going to try to help people shift into that positivity. Yeah, we were going to do the second half of our joy of movement, which we will do after this one. Um, So I guess this kind of does tie into our seasonal topic, the season of self-cultivation. Yes, and you know I've been watching the news and talking with people every day in the clinic. And which is unusual because you do not watch the news I and never, neither do I. Yeah, I never really no. watch the news much. So it's just a fearful time for all of us. Because anytime we don't know what the future is going to bring, of course we feel afraid and that's normal. You know, I think change is also scary. So let's face it, as this comes upon us, change is going to happen. And, you know, in Chinese theory, they say change is like the wind. And when the wind blows fiercely, things have to change, right? Yes. And the wind is really picking up right now. That's a good way of looking at it. It's starting <laughs> to pick up. Yes. The prospect of a global pandemic is is a great unknown for all of us. And I feel extremely compelled to do this podcast because I feel it's so important that all of the listeners out there have the best possible self-care tools that you can have so you can stay well during this time. Yeah. In other words, let's offer out to the world some positive things. And for me, that's about having everyone find some hope. So spread love, not fear, get some hope. We're going to work on that starting right now. That's great. So let's get down to business because there's a lot we're going to cover today. Yeah, that sounds good. I do. You know, I don't want to hold you back, Lita. I want you to tell everyone and teach everyone like you always do. And I just think for today, let's 
let's start the conversation of what they need to know and how people can learn to make their own decisions. Great. So first of all, let's start with a little understanding about how colds and flus work on a very simplistic level. In Chinese medicine, we say that if you encounter something in your environment that's a pathogen of some sort, you know, and, and it can get in, that's what we're talking about. So that's what we call an external pathogenic factor. So let's say you encounter this EPF, this this virus. And as Jay points out, you know, that virus gets into your defensive chi system, and we call that system your Wei Chi system. And it's in charge of tackling these invaders that come in, these EPFs, and it's the first line of defense. We'd call in our immune system in general, the Wei Chi gets in the way of, I don't know, the baddies. How else can we say it? They get in the way of the baddies. Yes, we call it our immune system. So this Wei Chi or defensive system might be very weak or very strong, but regardless, it has strategies. And different people have different temperaments. So different people react differently based on their natural temperaments. And also different EPFs may trigger different aspects of the Wei system, which is why we have so many different symptoms when we get the flu. Yeah. So Lita, how does it really work? Let's just go a little bit further on this. Okay. So let's just look at all the ways we know how a cold is coming on. There is the first sign you get, and it can be different for each kind of EPF. So the different first symptoms people might get could be a sore throat, which is a heat symptom, a runny nose, which we call a wind symptom, or a stuffy nose, which we call a phlegm symptom. And of course, there's many others. You might have itchy eyes or a tickle in the back of your throat, a little, <clears throat> you know, those are also wind symptoms. You know, and what if uh, sometimes people start off with a fever? Yeah, it's obviously a heat and symptom. That could be swollen glands, uh, and that's what heat with phlegm? Yes, the swollen glands. Say, I'm on it. You're I'm on, on it. On it. So all the symptoms are not the cold itself. And this is hard for us to, to grasp because we, we really think the symptoms are the cold, but rather it's your body's line of defense. It's your first line of defense. In other words, the symptom we feel isn't the cold. It's our body's best attempt to tackle the cold and expel it before it goes deeper into the body. Okay, so if the body heats up, the idea is that it might stop the EPF, or if your nose is runny, it might release the wind that is the EPF? Yes. Or if it's phlegm, it might block a further progression of the cold. All right, I'm getting it. Exactly. So what we all don't realize, in those first few hours, of feeling sick, we have the most potential for stopping the cold in its tracks. And this is what Jay and I do to stop all of our colds. We use Chinese medicine to release the EPF as quickly as possible before our immune system goes into hyperdrive. Yeah, I want to talk about that in a little bit too, about this hyperdrive thing. You know, I think we're all trying to get our immune systems to just do their job. That should be the goal of everyone. And it's often the immune system's reaction that causes the most trouble. Yes. Let's talk about that a little bit. Exactly. What we don't realize is that there are ways to release an EPF from your system before it gets driven deeper into your system. I like to use this analogy of a bouncer at a nightclub. So imagine that you're the nightclub and you've hired this bouncer, okay? Your bouncer is your immune system. And this EPF troublemaker walks in the door. and could call it the baddie. The baddie. And the baddie comes in and starts picking fights. And the bouncer, you know, the bouncer's not going to go over and fight with that 
that baddie, the bouncer's going to quietly ask that baddie to or leave. Or trouble. I do kind of like troublemaker. Troublemaker. <laughs> ask that troublemaker to leave and and gently escort that, but firmly escort that troublemaker to the exit doors. Okay? So this is our immune system's job in the very beginning. How do we help that immune system through Chinese medicine to escort that EPF, that troublemaker, out the doors? All right, so let's take this podcast, the rest of this podcast, and talk about your approach because that's a perfect way of setting it up. So basically, how do we, you know, work on releasing an EPF before it gets into you? We'll activate our own bouncers, as yes. you like. I love that. <laughs> and, you know, we have to do things internally before anything takes hold. Yes. And I should say, this is not a substitute in any way for getting medical yeah, yeah, let's attention. Yeah, do a, a little disclaimer. We need I a agree. little medical disclaimer here. If you have a high fever or really bad cough or any other really intense symptoms, you absolutely should consult your doctor immediately. You know, however, I I don't know what would happen in an epidemic where maybe medical staff are overwhelmed. So medical supervision on a mass scale may be difficult. We have no idea. So at least we all need to learn to do some self-care in the very beginning because it's going to reduce the problem significantly and it can't hurt. It can only help, yeah. but not a substitute for calling your doctor. Yeah, and use common sense as well, people yes. out there. So, you know, we just created a video with Lita explaining all of this on YouTube for all of her clients, all the clients in the in the practice. So everyone who's listening to this, we're going to give you a link to go and watch that video as well. You know, we'll put that in the show notes. And if you're on our mailing list, we'll email it to you. But let's, all right, so let's go back to, that was very good, by the way, a little disclaimer there. Yes. So let's go back to the first signs of something running amok. Yes. Before it gets to the bouncer or as we get in. So let's go with this running amok. <laughs> That's good. I was thinking running nose, running, running amok. amok. Okay, yeah. I got it. All right. It is kind of mucky. <laughs> it is kind of mucky. So in all cases of those initial first hours, when you start to feel a little odd, you know that moment when you go, uh-oh. Okay, so you're the first thing you're going to do is something called gua sha on the back of your neck. And we've talked about gua sha before in the podcast, but if you're new to the podcast, we're going to explain a little bit more and we'll put some links in the show notes for you so you can learn more about it. But basically, you're going to uh, do gua sha on the back of your neck and your upper back across the tops of your shoulders. And especially that little hump at the base of your neck where your thoracic vertebrae start. And that, that area, especially the back of your neck and that little hump is the most important area to gua sha in the very beginning of those starting symptoms. And I know you call that the warehouse of wind. Yes, the warehouse of wind. It's a very special area to release cold. And you know, the warehouse of wind, we're not talking about DSW. You know, <laughs> Are you a, talking about that shoe store? <laughs> yeah, that's the design of shoe warehouse. That's a different kind of warehouse. This is yes. the warehouse of wind. Um, so I, you have to understand where your warehouse of wind is. And you know, I, that's pretty good, Lita, because I know you're not a consumer and I'm certain and you have never went to DSW. No, I no. maybe once, maybe once. Because you wear funny shoes and they're not sold at DSW. Right, right. Okay, I, mean, I wear the same kind of funny shoes. I wear barefoot style shoes. So not like funny ha-ha clown shoes. But yes, and they would not be available at DSW. No, so we need to go back to the warehouse of wind. So the valor, I'm going to try to bring this back. So the first signs of something you're like, uh, hmm, this doesn't feel right. Now, normally, other winters or other seasons, you might go, oh, I'm okay. I, I feel like I'm going to just power through this, fight mm -hmm. through this. That's not what we want right now. 
actually the reason we do gua sha is we don't want your immune system to get kicked up and into fight mode yet. Well, you know, if if that troublemaker, if you start fighting that troublemaker, guess what? Someone's going to get a black eye by the end of the night. Yeah, yeah, Why not know. avoid the fight and right. escort that troublemaker out? That's what gua sha is going to help you do. It calms the immune system down at a moment where you don't want it to get overexcited. You just want to escort that bad troublemaker out. So we do have a course online for if you want to do gua sha at home on yourself and on your family, you couldn't take that course, you might want to learn a bit a little bit more about how to do it. And specifically, we go over all the contraindications for gua sha, which you should know. Yeah, I think there's some contraindications that we'll put, you know, what? we'll try to do a handout from the class. And we'll do some kind of special if anyone wants to take the class, just reach out to us. And I always like to say common sense, good judgment are the most important tips on gua sha. You know, it should not hurt. So if you're doing gua sha and it hurts, you're not doing Go lighter. It right. That's yeah. right. You know, I always say don't gua sha over open cuts or sores. Don't do it under a breeze or air conditioner. Don't do it on pregnant women unless you're an experienced practitioner. And I guess I could go on and on. So just read the contraindications. And we already did the, the medical disclaimer. So common well, sense. I guess I should just say what it is a little bit. I know we've covered this before, yeah, but go. you know, it's a scraping technique and we use often a ceramic soup spoon to do it. And again, we're going to have more about this in the show notes. So go check it out. But it's just, it's very easy and it, 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 it shouldn't hurt. And um, like Jay said, just shouldn't hurt. Use common sense. And it's something you can do at home for yeah. yourself. Little self-empowerment for self-care. Yeah. So um, if you already know it, great. And if you've, you know, want to learn more, great. We'll set you up. So what do you do at the first sign of seeing not feeling well after the gua sha? So you do the back of your neck yes. and then you can also do what other areas for the gua sha? So you could do um, right under your occiput, down the back of your neck and across the top of your okay, shoulders. Okay, so if anyone doesn't know where their occiput is, where yes. do you put it? <laughs> where did you put it? Where do you put it? <laughs> it's where the edge of the back of your skull is. And actually, there's two really important points there that I wasn't going to talk about, but I might Let's as do well. do it. No holding back. Yeah, no holding back. So right next to the spine at the back of your skull, there's that point you want to dig into when you have a headache. That's called bladder 10. You can look it up online if you want to see a picture of it. And right next to it, about an inch further out is gallbladder 20. Both of those are these wind releasing points. And that's what we're trying to do in the very beginning. So spend a little extra time on those points. Yes, especially with that gua sha. All right, so more on the gua sha. Where else? So you're also going to remember I said gua sha over that hump, that area at the top of your thoracic spine, the warehouse of wind. And so this whole area is great for releasing tension. You know, when you get a cold, the first thing you'd feel, you might not be aware of this, is this tightness in the back of your neck. And that's your immune system getting ready for a big fight. So we, we want it to calm down. So you get your shoulders are tense too. Should you do your shoulders? Yes, the tops of your shoulders, wherever you can reach on your upper back. That's great. So and watch the video or check out one of the classes. But those are the basic things. Okay, great. So those are wind releasing points, you're saying? That's yes. how you release some of the... Some of the wind. And the tension. Yes. That, okay, so... The whole idea is to release the tension that builds up in your immune system as it gets ready to fight the EPF invader. Okay, yes. so we're trying to calm the immune system down, which is, seems kind of counterintuitive for most people. You think we want to boost it up and get it ready. Yes. The next thing you're going to do after gua sha is 
you're going to do some acupressure on yourself and you're going to select points based on the symptoms you have. And since this isn't the video portion of this teaching, which, you know, we're going to put a video link in so you can see the different points, but you can also look these points up on the internet. It's really easy. So no pressure on the acupressure. Yeah, no (laughs) pressure on the acupressure, right? (laughs) So we're all going to do the first point because the first point is what opens those exit doors. So the bouncer can get that EPF out of your body through a door. And those doors are called the orifices. Okay, that just doesn't sound right. But whatever it takes to get it out. (laughs) I know. Open the orifices. (laughs) Open them up. (laughs) So the orifices are not rude. They are your eyes, your nose. You know, so if you have the itchy eyes, we want your eyes to open up. If you have the runny nose, we want your nose to run open up. If you have itchy ears, you know, we want the ears to open up. Sometimes a palate at the top of your mouth or your throat gets itchy. So we have the mouth. Those are the orifices. So the first point we do is called small intestine 18. And so that's the point that we all begin with. And small intestine 18 opens those doors so that EPF can exit the body. Okay, we don't want to block our exit doors. We want to open (laughs) them up. So do those points. And once the exit doors are open, then what? Yes. So in all these cases, you're going to put your fingers on these points very lightly, and you're going to make little counterclockwise circles to signify that you're releasing stuck energy. Because clockwise is putting energy in, counterclockwise is taking energy out, right? Yes, yes. Because, you know, like imagine, imagine you're opening a jar, you go counterclockwise to open a jar. And if you're putting something in, you're closing it, that's clockwise. So we're going to do the counterclockwise direction. Now, this direction sometimes confuses people when they're doing the points on themselves. So another way to do it is is to circle up and then out, which means your fingers will be going in opposite directions. I hope I'm not confusing you, but again, you can watch a video that we did if you're getting confused, but it doesn't matter so much what direction you pick, but that your intention is you are releasing energy. Again, like taking the lid off a jar. So you're just pulling it out from the body. When I do, and I actually do a lot of these points, I say releasing the energy, releasing the energy, made me think of the old releasing the Kraken. Release the Kraken. Let it out. You know, that's a blast (laughs) in the past. I couldn't help myself. But just little circles, counterclockwise, releases the energy. I got it. I'm on it. Yes. Next. Yes. And so that small intestine 18 point is level with the outer corner of your eyes and it's it's where and your cheekbones, your cheeks. it's yep. under your cheekbones. So again, find a picture and you can see where it is. And the next point is if you have a sore throat. So you're going to do a point called stomach nine. And these two points are on either side of your voice box between the voice box and the sternocleidomastoid SCM muscles. Don't try that word at home alone. Yeah, don't try that. <laughs> Don't try that word Sterno, at all. Sternocleidomastoid. <laughs> also known, CCM. Also known as SCM. the SCM. And when you do this point, you, you, if you have a sore throat, you need to imagine your entire throat relaxing. And we're going to use the same technique, that counterclockwise circling. And so your throat is the bridge between your head and your body, or we like to say between heaven and earth in you. And you're trying to release that 
EPF, that that invader, up and out through the doors of your face, which we call the orifices. So you're relaxing your throat. And if you've done it right, you might feel some that throat stop hurting immediately and some itchiness might come in your eyes or nose while you're doing it, which is a good thing. And what if you get the tickle in the back of your throat? It makes you cough a little. If you get a tickle in the back of your throat, there's another point called CV22. It's right in the notch at the base of your throat that's called the suprasternal fossa. How's that's that, another Jay? one. <laughs> suprasternal fossa. How's that? Yeah. It's fossa. where, you know, a choker necklace sits, right in that dent right there at the bottom of your throat. Okay. So moving past the tickle to the swollen glands, you're talking about more action in the throat. Yes. So if you have swollen glands... There's another point called large intestine 18. And guess what? It's right next to stomach nine. So again, that one next to your voice box. In in this case, instead of being on the inside edge of that SCM muscle, you're going to bump into the muscle itself. It's like your fingers land in the belly of the muscle. And you can look up these points online or find the video that we've done to help learn the points. But this point helps drain the fluids in the glands in your throat. So uh, any fluid connecting there or even in the ears, you might feel some fluid draining into the back of your throat when you do this point, and that means you're doing it right. Yeah, so I think in the beginning, a lot of people have the action in the throat, but let's go a little bit further. Let's move up a little. What about the sniffle or the stuffy nose? Yes, so we actually are doing this in the proper order. So the proper order is if you have a sore throat or a cough or a tickle in your neck in any place, start there. If you don't, then you can skip all those points we just did and move on to this section. Perfect. So for sniffling or stuffy noses, that being the first symptom you're getting, you're going to do several sinus points. The first one is called large intestine 20, and it's on either side of the nose. The second one is stomach three, and it's in uh, alignment with your pupil, the center of your pupil, your eye, and right under the cheekbone, like the other point, small intestine 18 we did, but that was in line with the outer corner of the eye. So they're next to each other. Actually, all three are in the same line coming out from the edge of your nose into the first point, stomach three, and then small intestine 18. Again, watching a video will make it a lot easier. And so large intestine 20 is in this part of the nose called the nasolabial groove. What What kind of groove? <laughs> the nasolabial groove. I've never heard of that kind of groove. <laughs> it's groovy. <laughs> I'm pretty certain that's not the kind of groove I like to listen to. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Anyway, go so, on. so find that point first and then bump over right directly below the pupil. That's stomach three. Okay, so stomach three, cheekbone under the center of the eye next to... Large intestine 20. I actually do these points. These are not hard. I promise. These are the points that I do um, for normal stuff. We're not just talking about what's going on now. So it's anytime you're in that season. Um, and and when you do them, you should feel that phlegm releasing in your sinuses. And you may even like swallow some of it. You know, it's all right, I'm not gross. touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching. Just go ahead and swallow the phlegm. I'm just not touching it. Just okay. not even on this podcast. <laughs> okay. You, you did go there, didn't you? No, right. I didn't. Let's just go right on. I'm trying to keep this podcast respectful. Okay. So let's go. All okay, right. let's skip that. Just let okay. it go down, whatever. 
If you have a headache or no, a fever, let's but move wait, on. wait, wait. If you do get something in your throat and you swallow it, it's great. Okay. It Yay. means you're being successful. So you can breathe again. You should feel like you can breathe better after you do that. Fantastic. All right. What if you do if you have a headache or a fever? Okay. Moving so up. For, so moving on up. For headache, you might have some sinus stuff up in your forehead and there's a a bladder point on the inner corner of your eyebrows called bladder two. And it's especially good if you have a sinus headache. So you're going to do the same approach with all these points. You're going to do the counterclockwise circles to release it. So if it's at the start of a cold, you could add that point also bladder 10 at the back of your skull, right under your, the, the ridge of your skull called the occiput. Oh. Right, put it right there. You're going to put it right there. And it, it's going to release the headache. Is Also, that gallbladder 20 point is also good for releasing wind in the head and in general for any cold. So you can look that up. You know, don't worry about it. Just there's great pictures online. Also, gallbladder 20 is good for releasing wind in the head and in general for any cold. And it's one you'll have to look up because it's, you know, along that occiput, but closer to the ears. And, you know, it feels really good to rub that area. Right. Who doesn't love a good rub, right? <laughs> yes. I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. You can't help rub it. Rub the ear spot. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you have a fever. Now, okay, that's a headache. What if you have a fever? Okay, fever. <laughs> now, this is a hard one. Most acupoints are completely harmless to do acupressure on. There are some points, however, that release fevers, that bring them down. And the problem with this, or I should say the, the challenge, challenge, yeah, you know, for power, they're powerful points. And if you have a high fever, you never want a high fever to come down too quickly. There's one point that is so effective, it can theoretically bring a fever down too fast. That's what you don't want. Right. Because a person can be in danger of having a febrile seizure if you do do it too quickly. So this point is for the beginning of a cold. Remember, we're just talking about those first few hours where you go, hmm, am I a little hot? I feel a little feverish. Okay, you don't have a giant fever probably in the first hours. So you're going to be able to try to bring that fever down a little bit. So what you do is, you know, do this point a little bit and then wait a few minutes and then do a little more. So stagger it down. Yes. And if you can take your temperature at that point, you know, if you're anything over 102, just call your doctor. These points are not for that because again, we don't want you bringing that fever down too quickly if you don't know what you're doing in terms of this acupressure. So, And if you're doing it on someone else too. Yes, yeah, so you need easy. to be careful. Little kids yeah. especially, we know they spike fevers really fast. So, you know, they don't put people in a cold bathtub when they have a fever because it's not a good idea. If, if anyone's using that technique, they use a warm water tub and let it cool slowly Step over it down, time. stagger it down, yeah. Yeah, and that way you avoid the danger so what of the was seizure. The point <laughs> what you, was the point? What was the point of the point? <laughs> the point of the point is it's called governor vessel 16 and it's the center of the back of your skull just under the occiput, just 
next to that bladder 10 point we'd already talked about so earlier. the point of that point is to go cautious go slow only use it if you need it right that's right. very good that advice sounds like that's yeah. perfect and i'm <laughs> explaining this because technically pe- people might already be trying to use self-help acupressure and not know about the power of these points that's why i wanted Lita to really not hold back today and tell us everything we need to know yes i mean i want to make sure that you're not looking up acupressure at home and doing this any kind of fever reducing point for a high fever too quickly. So I just want you to be cautious. All right, that's a great place here to talk about the next thing that I have on my notes here. So let's go back after you do the gua sha, after you do the acupressure points, you know, that correspond to your symptoms that you may be experiencing, then what? Okay, this is extremely important. That's why I said it. Yes, everyone (laughs) needs to end with this final step. And this step is called the Jing Well Points. These are the points on all your fingernails and toenails, and we teach them in our gua sha and cupping classes because they're incredibly helpful for releasing. And remember, the bouncer has to kick that EPF uh, troublemaker out of your body. Uh, And so in this case, to ensure that whatever you need to release, you use these acupoints to help it leave the body. So because this is the very beginning of a cold, we use the the specific Jingwell points that are associated with the channels that help in early onset of a cold. And those are the small intestine and bladder channels. So we do the Jingwell points on those channels. The small intestine one point is the outer pinky nail point and the bladder 67 point is the outer pinky toenail. And again, these are very important to do after you gua sha and after you do your face and neck points to make sure that the EPF leaves your body don't forget to do the Jingle Bell Jing Well points. <laughs> jingle Bell Jing Well points. I love that. Jing Well so you get well, right? How about that? <laughs> jingle Well, Jingle Well. <laughs> jingle all the way out the door. Okay. So Jingle Well to so you get well. Sorry. Anything else, Lita? <laughs> well, I should just, I know you're going to check out a video or look online for these points, but if you're, you know, driving the car or whatever, you just want a visual in your mind. The small intestine one point is on your pinky finger and it's, If you draw a line from the outer edge of your nail and you also draw a line under your nail and the intersection of those two points is the corner, the outer corner of your pinky nail. That's the point we're looking for. Yeah. And you can also scrape it so you can learn that as well. I just kind of squeeze it like right at that point. Yeah, you can do like I'm releasing pressure from a pressure cooker. Exactly. You can do the counterclockwise, but we actually prefer to kind of do this pumping technique. We call it lifting and thrusting in acupuncture. And it's like a pulling out, like Jay said. And you can also scrape it so it hurts a little bit with your other nails. And so you just kind of scrape towards the tip of your finger. And it's very, very easy to do. So Lita, let's just any more tools and tips and tricks for gua sha, because I think that's the first really easy thing that you can do. Yes, I like that um, people who are working with gua sha and get this, you can keep a ceramic soup spoon in your bag with you at all times. I can't stress this enough during this particular coronavirus scare. I have like scare. two in my bag. Yeah. Because I break them all the time. Yeah, you I just, just broke, broke one, one today. <laughs> so she's like, darn, I just broke That was my, my favorite one too. Don't get attached to them because they break. <laughs> the other thing you can use if you're prone to breaking spoons is the lid of a jar. If you want to use the lid of a jar, find a one that has a metal lid, not one of those plastic ones with ridges that are going to make you scream, ow. Yeah, and if you don't <laughs> share, you can use a horn, a buffalo horn or a Vian 
one stone if you're just doing it on your, only on yourself. But if you're sharing, then you, there's also some hygiene that you could do with the ceramic spoons, high high temperature washing, which we talk about in the in the precautions as well. Well, what's nice too about those jar lids, if you're home, you know, you can throw it out when you're done. Yeah. So baby food. And yeah. They have to have a little like that. rubber ridge on them. They, yeah. Just, they work really well. Just go through your recycling and find one of those uh, jar lids. And timing and, is of the essence. So, you know, I like to gua sha in the morning, gua sha in the afternoon, gua sha. It sounds like a song. Gua sha in the morning, gua sha in the <laughs> afternoon. Gua sha. I say, I do it in my car. I, I know. So that was not. That song is not going to make it to the top of the charts, no, Jay. Not going to make it to the top 40. But you know what? It could make you healthy. It could keep you healthier. Do you have to sing the song while no. you do gua sha? You know how they say, wash your hands and sing happy birthday? You could be gua sha yeah. to me. Gua sha. You could gua sha to happy birthday to me yes. twice. No, yes. I, you could, you do not have to sing, especially not as bad as I sing. Well, you know, it's a good point, Jay, that you make, because, you know, if you just feel a little tiny funky, you might like ignore it, but really you should get on it. I keep repeating gua sha, you know, in, in, because of what's going on right now, I'll do gua sha several times a day. I'll do the points if I need to. You know, and I just try not to think about it. I just do it and put the spoon away. I don't get all stressed about it. I'm like, ah, I just do it. I just do it and release, release, release. That's what I keep saying to myself. So that's the affirmation that you maybe want to, I'm in perfect health. I'm releasing this, the baddies, the troublemakers out. You know, that's a really good point because I always think, about how well I'm going to be. So your mindset is really important. If you're just thinking, I don't want to get sick, I don't want to get sick, guess what? You're going to get sick. Yeah, switch that around. <laughs> yeah. Shift that completely. So it, you know, why? Because if you think I don't want to get sick, you're signaling to your immune system, uh-oh, you got to go into hyperdrive. We want to calm down your immune yeah. system. So the bouncer can do its job without, pick, you know, getting into a huge uh, bar brawl yeah, fight. The less stress, the better. Yeah. So while doing the points, instead of thinking, I don't want to get sick, think I'm thinking about all the things I'm going to do tomorrow or the next day instead of all the things I'm going to have to cancel because I'm sick. Yeah. And that's going to stress out your immune system. So instead, you're calming your immune system. Yeah, don't get bummed out about all the things you can't do. Get yes. excited about all the things you can do. Yes. So you know, think an- about that while you're doing the points and how releasing and how good you feel. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know it's a natural response to feel bummed out at the first sign of a cold. You think, ah, it's, you know. Especially nowadays, people are kind of panicking, but no, let's keep that positive. Remember, spread love, not fear. Yes. And I also like what you said, Jay, in general, you know, much of our Alchemy Healing Center practice is about empowerment. We love to teach people how to heal themselves. We don't believe the power of healing should only be in your doctor's hands or your healer's hands. Everyone has the healing hands. Yes, we believe the power of healing should be in your own hands. We don't think that some of this stuff is too hard to learn. You know, yes, and granted, some illnesses are very complex. It would be hard to heal of yourself. But in terms of the common cold, that's a bit different. That's not something, uh, that's not a deeper illness that comes from years of being out of balance. That's just something from the outside, the external that got into you and kind of trying to mess around with you. Like, again, think of the bouncer story there. So it's about, and that's why I want to do this, to understand the basics of how this all works so you can head that cold off at the pass do those points, release the sinus headache, release the tickle in the throat, do all the things that Lita talked about and life will be much easier. Yes, I've been doing these techniques for over 10 years and I haven't had a single cold or flu in all that time. 
You know, I, you often say, Leah, we only have a cold for a couple hours because you get it to go away so soon. That's really what this is about. You know, this is a timing issue right now. Yes, good point. You know, it's not that I never get sick, I guess. It's just the cold is taken care of so quickly that I never get any of the annoying symptoms. You know, I might feel a little tickle in my throat or a sniffle for about an hour or two, but I do these techniques and it goes away. And that's what I'm talking about, the gua sha song there. Yes. Gua sha on the car. I gua sha on the car. People are thinking <laughs> what I'm doing. I don't care. Yeah. I got my little spoon and I'm just gua sha on away. <laughs> and, you know, I hope this is helpful to all the listeners of the Inspired Action Podcast. We love our community and we want to just give some comments confidence and some hope of anyone who's facing this unknown future. We're all doing it together. And just remember that we need to love each other and be kind to each other. And I suggest, you know, before feeling yucky, practice finding these points on yourself. Absolutely. Learn how to do gua sha on yourself now so that the next time you might feel a little funky, you're not scrambling to figure it out. Oh, what what did Lita say? What did Lita say? So some people put pictures of these points on their phone. That would be a really great idea just to have them like in your back pocket. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So I, you know, let's just do a couple little recap here of the things that I like to talk about with people, you know, to give them a little tips on how to work on their boosting their immune system. Let's go. Let's just go okay. before that. Let's go to clean eating. Yes. Your healthy eating. Get some good sleep. Quality exercise. Quality sleep. Quality food. Lowering your stress. Yes. Okay. And meditation. Worry. And mm-hmm. yeah, go into some meditation. All the things that we, we talk about in this podcast all the time, these will help with the immune system. And then if the, the trouble or the baddie comes, then we go to Lita's little gua checklist sha, there. Gua sha, the back of your neck, yes. the tops of your shoulders. Then choose the points for your neck and your face and the back of your head, depending on your symptoms. And finally, you do the Jingwell points on your pinky toenails, a pinky nail points and toenail points. Yeah, and if you have an acupuncturist or an herbalist, you can, can, you can ask them for herbs, maybe some preventative immune-boosting herbs. They also can do immune-boosting immune treatments. So, you know, reach out to those people if they have them, no matter where you are in the world. There's someone out there that can help you. Don't give up hope. And, you know, you can always reach out to us. You can ask questions on the Inspired Action Podcast Facebook group. You can also hit us up on Instagram. We're here to help. You know, Lita does long-distance work all over the world. So that's always a an option as well if you really, really need that. And You know, a lot of people don't know what long distance work is, but the cool thing about acupressure is I, I often meet with people who are somewhere else in the world and I teach them how to find the points on themselves. And I also do what's called a long distance treatment, which is kind of like a Reiki treatment across, energy, energy work. across the universe. So um, yeah. that's also an option for people as well. And you can always call the Alchemy Healing Center if you're interested in that. Or connect with us like we just mentioned and we're going to put a lot of this information in the show notes and we just want to have everyone you know stay happy stay healthy in this very strange time that we're in and we just want to acknowledge the people that are not in a great place and we're sending lots of love and light and remember let's spread love not fear spread love not fear (laughs) bye bye you've been listening to the inspired action podcast and you've reached the end Woohoo! Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there. We love having you with us on this journey and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. 
You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at Lita at InspiredActionPodcast.com or Jay at InspiredActionPodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and remember to hug the dog.